podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? I missed that. I missed that carnage uh, intro. You know, we haven't used it for a little while, but I thought I'd bring it back for tonight. Um, welcome, welcome, everyone, uh, wherever you're tuning in from. Please, please, before we start, I'd like you to click that like button. Uh, subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Spread, share. We've got so much to go through today. So much to go through. And you know what? It was gonna be um it was gonna be just me and Avi today. Cause like we social social media thinks we've been having a bit of a a bit of a tiff. falling out. Lovers tiff. Tiff, lovers tiff, yeah. So uh, we we're gonna have some me and Avi time. Um but you know, my mate Kieran wanted on today. And I don't say no to Kieran. He's a very, very good, very good friend of Top mine. Man. Very, very um, regular listener, regular supporter of the channel. Uh, most of you in the chat will know. Um, first and foremost, absolute welcome, Kieran. How are you doing, pal? Thank you for letting me on. So, uh, it's not a problem, mate. As I said, as long as you, um, I said, as long as you know your stuff, and then, <laughs> and, and and then you said. You're having a laugh, and I realised who I'm talking to, because for sure one of the most knowledgeable Liverpool fans I know out there. And um, yeah, so welcome, welcome on board, Mr. Avi. What's happening, pal? I'm going to be real, real sweet and nice to you. You've, you know what you've done? No, no, go on. I'll let you speak first. I'm already, I'm already getting abuse from uh, people in the stream. Cal um, from obviously Coppish. Shout out to everyone in the stream, apart from Avi. Um, don't else. I'll be seeing him later. But no, I'm good, Grizz. I'm good. And just want to reiterate that there is um, like literally I had DMs today saying, you know, what's going on with the Ingress? We are absolutely fine. He is a big brother to me. He can behave and act the way he wants to me. It's all respect. It's all love. So I just want to get that out of the way. But I'm good. I'm happy to get Kieran. I think Kieran, someone's compared you to Alison right now. So I'm sure you'll take that any day <laughs> of the week. So brilliant. I was going to say Ravenelli with the George Clooney look or with the greys and stuff. But no, um, I think yeah, you'll be happy Ravenelli, with Alison. Ravenelli's a good one. Have you got yourself on mute? You need to keep yourself mute because we can't hear you. It's a little bit loud on the mic. Uh, I'll there take the Ravinelli comparisons, mate. Yeah, you, any <laughs> but listen, do you know what, Avi? I think you've been very smart on Twitter. I'm very clever. And people don't know this side to you, but you've got like sort of this, uh, this childish uh, appearance because obviously nobody really knows that you're nearly touching 40. Oh, yeah. Right? And, uh, and you... <laughs> And you and you look about 18, 19, right? And yeah. you've got this like sort of you've created this cult, right? From fans from Vancouver, it's like an army, Chris. It's like the two armies. I know, I know. Coming in like, the numbers for you, yeah. I know, I know. And it's like we want Avi, you know, stop bullying Avi Grizz, and you've got this support. I like it. You've managed to get up to two and a half thousand followers <laughs> on the back of me, but it's brilliant. Listen, it's it's all good. It's all good. I mean Look, people out there need to know I did unfollow you for a bit, but you know, it's it nothing personal, but yeah. But it was listen, a financial guys, decision. It was a financial, a financial decision. decision. Exactly. Yeah. 
guys, massive, massive fucking news today breaking out. Kieran, I'm going to come to you first. Someone's offered us cash for Divo Karigi. I mean, sub the messy news. This is mental. But now, listen, I'm only joking. Lionel Messi, what a saga. So today we hear that finally, this time it does look like the end of the road, the end of the story, the end of the romance between Messi and Barcelona. Give us your thoughts, man. What do you make of it? Been a long time coming, mate. Uh, it's been airing for the last five years, so uh, getting a new contract every year, increased terms, increased terms. And as great a player as he is, he's at Barcelona in his pocket and Barcelona are going to see the issue now. I mean, I can't see a way out for him, to be honest. There's Messi's got to go, Griezmann. And it all stems from the Galactico approach since probably Coutinho deal. It's, it's just backfired totally. The success has gone downhill and they've gone from their roots. And... How, how much sort of influence Messi had at board level looks like it's quite a lot, mate. To be honest, yeah, it's it's it seems surreal. It seems mental. And as you say, we kind of, especially the last few years, we've always heard sort of murmurings and stories. Look, Messi's about to leave, but we've always said, ah, oh, look, he'll end up staying there. It's a ploy. It's a power ploy. It's a ploy for wages or or usually power. Or it's a battle between, uh, you know, the chairman or incoming chairman. Elections it's always got something to do with elections. This time it seems real, Avi, or I guess it, it it is real this time because Barcelona have themselves have have kind of w- tweeted him goodbye or whatever, haven't they? Yeah, they basically confirmed um, that because of financial obstacles is the word that they're using that they can't renew his contract, and then obviously. They put out a video today as well. I think a seven-minute um, clip of it should have been more because of the goals that he scored for Barca. But they put a sort of seven-minute um, highlight reel of him, um, sort of thanking him. So it does feel that Messi, his advisors, I know his dad does a lot of his sort of um, you know management and contractual stuff. Uh, it does seem that they want out, and you know it's going to turn ugly. You know, unfortunately, when you look at Messi and the service that he's given to Barca, you know it should have been a a, a, a proper farewell, a bit similar to how Gerard got it with um, Liverpool, you know, but it seems as if it's going to turn ugly. And this stems from, like Kieran says, from, you know, back from the Galactico area when they went through that sort of Real Madrid approach of buying sort of stars like Coutinho, Dembele. You know, I think they spent 270 million of, you know, which, you know, they got how much for Neymar? How much did they get for Neymar from PSG? Was it 250? 220, was it? 198 million. 198 million. So, okay, just under, you know, a whisker of 200. And they've spent that on Dembele, Coutinho, and those two signings have been absolutely mad. shocking. Yeah, absolutely mad. shocking. Absolute mad. And it, there just doesn't seem to be planned. And you've got to remember this team, um, from originally from Laporte, Juan um, Laporta's era, from the when he first took over Barcelona, they were a, a bit of a you know shit show then, um, but you know they got it right with Rijkaard. You know they had three, four wonderful years until they had to say bye to Rijkaard. I think um, that was when Pep came over. You know I'd say they had a great spell under Laporta, um, but then Sandra Rosell takes over, and ever since he took over, I think they had you know they had a good year with Luis Enrique where they done the treble, but then. Towards the end of his tenure, and then 
when uh, Josep Bartemio, if I've said that right, came in, it's just been panic buying. And, you know, there's been allegations of money laundering. Sandra Rosell, I think, spent, what was it, 60 to 90 days in prison. Um, dodgy dealings, you know, we can go on and on about, you know, the dealings that they've done, especially with buying Brazilians, not even playing them, having them in the B team and then selling them for like 15, 20 million um euros back to like brazil or china so it is uh it's really fishy what's going on it's a sad predicament but i think this is going to be a sort of domino effect in the coming years of what what's happening Riz, in football clubs i think there's a football club very close to home um i don't want to mention them on this stream but obviously they're owned by glazers i think in the next coming years, if they're not careful, they will be having similar, similar problems. Um, and then now there's talk of CVC, which is an investment firm who want 20% shares in La Liga. Um, and uh, you got to remember the money that will be coming to sort of Real Madrid and Barca, if this goes through, isn't going to, um, is, isn't going towards transfers. It's going towards literally wages that Barca have sort of got to pay their players. Um, I think someone mentioned the government will always help uh, Barca. I think it's from Callum Dale. But you got to remember, Barca, I think, are a Catalonian club. So the government won't be as kind as they are to them as they are to Real Madrid. We've got to remember, in Spain, we have different sort of the Basque region, the Catalonian region, and then you've got Spain as a whole. So it's 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 a really torrid time for Barca. And it's unfortunate because they are one of the greatest sort of football clubs. You talk about the La Messiah Academy. It's one of the greatest institutions in world football. Absolutely. Kieran, I want to bring your attention to this to this um, comment by Pat Siobi. Uh, Messi going nowhere, Barca versus La Liga on FFP and La Liga will buckle. What do you think about that? Will, will Messi, is, 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 this, is, this another, is this another false alarm type thing or is this real now? Is this serious now? It's out of Messi's hands even. No, this is very real. So we're seeing more and more financial fair play that people are being given grace, they're saying, and the people who can take advantage of it are taking full advantage of it. Mm. We, we've found with the Super League, with the court ruling last week from Madrid, that none of the teams can be punished. All the fines are taken away. The only, ex only fines pay for any clubs is the exit, which is minimal amounts in comparison. So for me, this is very real. And yeah, it's a lineup PSG or Man City next season. Pretty certain of it. You say that, yeah. You say that. I mean, realistically, realistically, what does he do now? How old is he now, lads? 34? 34. Yeah. 34. 34 so, in February. So, again, uh, Midnight Token makes a good, uh, good point that there's a wage cap now in Spain, isn't there? Yeah. It's brought in to protect the Spanish economy. We we got to remember the Spanish economy isn't the strongest. You you hear about all the top players; they're, they're getting them in court left, right, and centre. It, even Mourinho, when he was back at Tottenham, and Ronaldo, Juve, they were trying to get money out of him for his tax accounts. Yeah, Avi, I know you mentioned United. Someone says here. Uh, I should say the name, the K Riz says United turnover is different to Barcelona. They can pull things back a lot quicker. You no, know, that's right. I think United have, United were the innovators in the early, sort of, no, late 90s, especially when they had Ferguson, Martin Edwards. They've employed, um, employed the right people. Um, Woodward, Ed Woodward, no matter how much. 
He's a bit of a ENA type when it comes to transfers. Um, he, he he gets into these long transfer sagas, but when it comes to the commercial side, um, they've been brilliant. They were brilliant due to him and Matt Scammell, who's come to Liverpool now, who's been in Liverpool since the last, I believe in the last year. Um, and he's joined forces with Billy Hogan, who are fronting our next sort of phase into the commercial um, market into Asia, into um, America. And then obviously you've got the advice of Jerry Cardinal who will come on as an advisory role. Um, I don't think that's been confirmed yet. But yeah, no, United's turnover is different because they have a massive base and Adidas and they've got the team viewer. But you do feel that when they're paying the wages that they're doing, they need success on the pitch too. Mm. You know, if they miss out on top four, the likes of Sancho's on 350 a week. All even of a sudden, one season, even one season be- out of Champions it's League. It's not to become a bit scary. We know that when they missed out on Champions League with, um, I think it was Jose, or it, it might have been with um, Van Hall. It was with Van Hall when he won the FA Cup, but I think they finished fifth. Um, Adidas renewed their terms with them. So it's just treading on um, careful waters, basically, Grizz. But yeah, United's turnover might be different, but. It is what it is. Madrid are facing the same financial um, plight as well. Um, and this comes down to ownership as well. You've got to remember, Man City brought a very um, acute tactician in sort of boardroom level, in Tixi Bextrian, if I could pronounce that right. And where did he come from? He came from Barca. And when he left Barca, they were on that period of success. European Cups under Enrique, under Pep, into that eight, nine-year window. And Man City have nabbed him. And, you know, he's doing well at... Man City is getting deals done and obviously they've got another separate issue with the Etihad and the Emirates sort of saga going on, but they're, they're not employing the right people at top, Chris. And when you're not doing that, everything falls. You know, the jigsaw isn't as smooth as it should be. You know, the, the pieces are not fitting. So it's boardroom level as well. They claim that one Laporta will improve that, but I don't see it in the near future. You know, you make a you make a good point about about boardroom level appointments and sort of how we operate. And I know, Kieran, you're very vocal on Twitter, to say the least, about sort of having the right owners and backing the owners and sort of the way our ownership. Um, so just to wrap it up on the messy situation um, and leading into the sort of segueing into the next, next, next topic about sort of the way we've dealt with our contracts and how we've managed to secure or we have secured half the team, the main spine, the best players that we've seen in a Liverpool shirt. Um, you know, it just shows you that what happens behind the scenes sometimes isn't always appreciated, is it, Kieran? Not at all. And talking about the contracts and everything, uh, it it goes over like a passing wind. Two weeks ago, it was Henderson, sort of Ferrer. And uh, I think it's part journalist talk. At the end of the day, journalists ain't getting anything from Liverpool Football Club. But what's the biggest click merchant for them? Liverpool Football Club. It, it's easy to turn around and say, yeah, Liverpool ain't signing this player, that player, because of money. But you can see where the money's going in now. And for me, they're, they're doing the contract renewals in the correct order. So... Our biggest asset is not Mo Salah or Sadio Mane. It is Trent Alexander-Arnold. He is a 22-year-old. He's won the Premier League, Champions League, Club World Cup, a European Super Cup, appeared in another Champions League final, finished in a team that was runners-up with 97 points. That, If we look to our squad and who holds the most value as of right now, it's Trent Alexander-Arnold. 
and then it's naturally progressed onto Fabinho, in my eyes, best defensive midfielder in the world. Ali, best goalkeeper in the world. I wouldn't be surprised to see Robbo tied down next. Maybe even see a five o'clock tweet tomorrow. You, you don't know. That's mm-hmm. all the time it's gone with the past few days. And then the, the last two contracts in this spell would be Van Dyke and Salah. And you, you'll hear more about Henderson probably in about a month's time. There, there's no worry on that contract at all in, in my eyes. I think there's storm in a teacup, to be honest. Um, Avi, so basically we've, we've we managed to tie down the best DM in the world, the best centre-back, sorry, the best um, full-back in the world, best goalkeeper. We're about to tie down the best left-back and the centre-back. And then we'll go on to, to Mohamed Salah, the, one of the best attackers in world football. That's part one of the job. It's the most cru- it is as crucial uh, as as bringing in and bringing in fresh blood. Would you agree? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, look, how many times have we worried over the seasons gone by, wondering who's going to come in for our big players? You know, and if you notice the last few years, which has culminated in us sort of getting the record points, missing out to City, so un- unfortunately winning the league, missing out on Champions League, and then winning it again. We've done it with this with this squad, and, and to tie them down again without them wanting to leave is huge, right? It is, Grizz, and part of me feels, in, in my opinion, that these players have seen what other players have gone on to, you know, leave Liverpool and achieve. They would have looked at the Emery Chan. You know, these players, they're not dumb. You know, they're very clever players. You know, as much as we doubt them sometimes, um, these players would have seen the Emery Chan situation, you know, gone to Juventus for a big paycheck, signing on fee. What did he do? And he's now at Dortmund as a, I think he plays in a three in a wing-back system for them. Um, they would have seen the Coutinho situation, you know, and he's been, you know, okay, he's he's won the European Cup at Germany, he's won the league in Germany, he's won the league at Barca, but it's not the same. You know, he came back to Anfield in the Champions League and they got their asses handed to him. How, how would that feel, you know? And he, he had those, that continuity of players that he's played with, he would have felt that a lot. So these players... Um, these players would have seen that and they think, you know what, the grass ain't always greener. You know, yes, Barcelona, Real Madrid, maybe six, seven years ago during Zidane's era or maybe when Barcelona were under Pep, it would have been a great sort of opportunity for any person to, you know, do four or five years at Liverpool and then look beyond and say, look, you know what, I would like to try my luck at Spain. But you've got to remember, we've got Jürgen Klopp. He's infectious. You know, these players believe into his project. They believe into what he's trying to achieve. They they feel his love, the ha- arm around the shoulder, the hugs, the sort of aggressive approach from the touchline. That they, they 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 feed off that energy. So players will be thinking, will we get that? Like Salah, would he get that at Barcelona or Real Madrid when there's right now when there's turmoil, instability? You know, managers swapping and changing like you know, like no tomorrow. So yeah, like you said, like these players who we've tied down the core. It's amazing because in previous seasons we would be sort of. You know, fearing that, you know what, come summer, summer, Suarez might leave. Come summer, you know, um, Suarez or um, Coutinho might leave. It's not the case anymore. You know, as long as we're achieving um, good things on the pitch, as long as we're fighting for titles, Champions Leagues, um, these players won't go anywhere and we'll still attract the best. Yeah, no, uh, look, I agree. And, And as we said, cynics will say the timing of it. The timing of the announcement of the contracts are a bit funny and weird where we're in the middle of the transfer window, but we'll come on to 
we'll come into the possibly likely, likely incomings and outgoings and wherever the news was. But I just want to talk about today's um, today's uh, preseason friendlies or warm ups, however you want to call it, because because um, two games of sixty workouts, you know, workouts. workouts they, yeah. But I think they were very good workouts, and I'm the kind of guy that actually takes a firm interest. I don't know what you're like, Kieran, um, but I hope you watched the game because. Fuck sake, why'd I let you on if you didn't? But but um the first game, the first lineup was by far the the stronger you could clearly see it. And I was just chuffed to bits to see the Champions League winning back five or back four, sorry, I should say. Obviously, no Allison back in back in tandem, back in place. How good did it feel to see uh, that back four again? It's amazing, mate. My my big worry coming into this preseason was the same as everyone else: Van Dijk, Matip, Gomez, three Champions League winners, centre backs. Joe Gomez, arguably the best English centre back when fit. Joel Matip up there in Europe is one of the best centre backs, and Virgil Van Dijk, the the best centre back in world football. And to see them. It's only sort of half pace at the moment, if that. But the the concerns gone that I had in like the particularly Van Dijk's first few minutes and Gomez's, you you were looking at uh, when it, when have they got a slide challenge, and are they going to get through that? They got through with flying colours. Now they haven't really faced the test. Yeah, we lost four two the other day, but. Pre-season isn't about results, about getting air in the lungs, fitness. Uh, and our first game, particularly today, what what was most impressive wasn't even the first press; it was the second press. The it was very very Gijan press that we were going with, and back to nineteen twenty. Give me a fully fit Liverpool squad as it stands now, and then with a couple of additions, bring on anyone. Avi, um, Kieran mentioned the press. Um, I thought the pressing in that first game was insane levels. I mean, don't get me wrong, um, Bologna weren't great. But it's how often do we say, or did we say, when, when Liverpool play well, we make the opposition look absolute amateurish. Um, I know you saw bits of it only. But from the goals that you saw, you could see that the goals were created from pressing. Pressing, yeah. And probably the most impressive presser of them all today was a certain Nabi Keita. I know we've touched upon him and the fan base is split, etc., etc. But he showed glimpses that even off the ball, which is sometimes a weakness or he's criticised, even off the ball, he's he's an insane press. And this is what Jurgen Klopp loves about the kid. Yeah, like you said, Grizz, I saw bits of the first um, first game. I didn't get a wake-up call from you. And uh, for those that don't know, I got my uh, first dose of the vaccine yesterday. So I was feeling a bit rough. Um, had a bit of food poisoning too. Well, that happens. Um, but I saw bits of the game. Yes, um, I thought, and from the reports, that Naby looked sharp. He looked fitter. Um, more minutes in the bank for him. So I was told that he's actually... Um, so obviously we know Andre Schlumberg has been working with him uh, since the early part of the year, uh, getting him in shape. Also that he's become a plant-based athlete um, is the talk. So we know that 
Um, just off topic, Novak Djokovic, the tennis player, when he became a plant-based athlete, started winning uh, majors, more and more majors consistently, stayed injury-free. And Lewis Hamilton as well, the Formula One driver, has been a plant-based uh, advocate as well for the last sort of uh, three, four years. So maybe that is helping with recovery, um, muscle retainment, um, helping him with his fitness. So just a food for thought there. And Pardon the pun. Yeah, he, yeah pardon the pun. But he was, uh, you know, he's he's... he's He's. I'm not going to say he's playing well because it's friendly, but he's staying fit, and that is key. And I think, Grizz, me and you have gone back and forth. I've, me and Kieran have gone back and forth on this. We live in hope and faith that he stays fit because if he stays fit, he's dynamite for us, and he's he brings another dimension to our play. It's just a massive, massive if. Um, but I thought Jota looked very sharp today, and I want to see that more of Jota pressing, winning the ball back. I want to see more consistency in his play outside the box, his all-round sort of play over the course of like a 75 to 90 minutes. Um, great take. And Mane, you know, I still think there's a bit missing there, but he gets the goal, and, you know, you can't argue with that right now. So, so as long as he scores goals, I'm happy. But, um, no, it was good. First game, the, bit, the bits and pieces that I saw is good. Van Dijk, I want to see him maybe be tested a little bit more. Maybe that comes against Osasuna and Atletico Bilbao. A bit more twisting in the knee and let, let's see if he can really sort of step up with the pace. I know he had a little bit of a run with Djokovic uh, in the Hertha Berlin, Berlin game, um, but I want to see him really tested before we start saying, you know what, maybe he is ready to start. But um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good performance. I enjoyed that. I'm not going to lie, Kieran. I enjoyed that first, first team. I really thought I, thought, I really thought we could, we saw a difference in fitness and energy levels from the previous pre-seasons we've had. And um, I wanted your thoughts on, we've discussed the back four, and look, they didn't have much to do, but what they've done. See, the thing is, right, when <laughs> the beauty of Mat- Matip and Van Dijk is they make everything look easy. So to us, it may seem they've got nothing to do or they will, you know, it's, it's so easy for them, but that's the way they play. They actually intimidate attackers. So, look, that bodes well. The midfield, we've touched upon Cater. What are your thoughts on, on young Elliot? So, young Elliot's been getting a consistent place in uh, alongside Milner and Cater in this as a number eight, um, kind of getting the ball in the half spaces and then looking to feed the likes of Jotter or Salah. And he seems to have built up quite a bit of a rapport with Mo. Did he impress you? And where'd you where'd you lie with him in terms of like sort of letting go on loan or do we keep him? Uh, very very much so. He's very impressive. Uh I think you can forget about a Premier League loan or anything. That that first team today, Bar Allison and Fabinho, was arguably the team that's gonna start against Norwich, plus potentially Canate instead of Van Dijk. So we, we've got an idea now of what's going to make the core. They've got minutes in their legs. Uh, and yeah, like you say, he's, he's fitting into that right side of midfield, which for the last three years has been Hendo sort of working on Salah and Trent and taking them to the next level. But the difference with Elliot is is, a, is more attack-minded naturally. And it's not just with the ball, like you say, it's it's without the ball, he's finding space uh, and his first instinct is to go forward every single time and to be honest, quite, quite a sign to see she got an 18 year old with no fear at all uh, and he's playing like it, that's what you want to see you don't want to be 
see a regimental 18-year-old. Let him play football. That's what they did with Rooney at 16. Treat it like it's the streets. Do you know what, Kieran? Do you know what, Kieran? It's it's, it's interesting you mentioned that because I've seen a different side to him, Avi, this, this, this summer. And uh, I've said it before, and I'll say. Are you changing it again. your mind? Are you changing your mind on him now? No, no? I was going to get to that. Yeah. No, I haven't changed my mind on him, and that's where I disagree with Kieran. But again, this is what this show is about. All about. We don't like being like the dog in Churchill, just you know, nodding at everyone, right at each other. It's all about argument, debate, and I think it was his worst performance today. Like Coftino, Coftino says, Harfi Elliot had his weakest showing today, but he still had some good moments. And this is what I want to touch upon. He didn't shy away from still trying. And that's what Kieran says, the mentality of a kid. Um, he, you know, even senior players, when they misplace a pass or something doesn't come off or they try to do the safe pass, right? You know, you think, okay, but this guy was trying intricate balls with the outside of his foot to Salah. Okay, didn't come off. But then he would go and receive it again. His work rate looks far stronger I, I again, Avi. I'm going to put it to you. I, I, I still thought. I still think he's not ready for us for the first team. I get all the pros about keeping him. Excuse me, did I just burp there? You burp there on live TV, yeah, or live YouTube? Yeah. It's carnage. Terrible. So look, I, I still think we shouldn't be relying on him as an understudy to the forwards. Now it seems as though he's not Avi because Jurgen Klopp's playing him in consistently now midfield third fourth game in the midfield three now does that change my opinion so you could like does that change my strategy of thinking because you know my thinking was he's not good enough to be an understudy to the front three now I'm going to discuss with you is he good enough to be as part of the backup to the midfield three just in case we don't buy a central midfielder <clears throat> we will lads we will everyone we will but would you consider him as a as a as a midfielder now maybe like Jurgen Klopp seems to be. Not yet, not yet. I think something that um, struck to me when he was on loan at Blackburn, Tony Mowbray said, and it's something that Kieran just said. We're just going to let the kid play football. Um, he said I didn't really give him tactical instructions or individual instructions. Um, we let him play his football, and I think they had another player that he linked up with very well, Armstrong. Um, who's been in Southampton as well. Um, and then obviously he had Downing and whatnot around him. But he said, I didn't give him many instructions. I just let him play his game. And I think right now, that's what Elliot needs. He needs game time. He needs to be playing. He's at 18. I don't want to see him near our squad um, come first game of the season. I want him to see, I want to see him on loan. Um, I don't think he'll get the opportunities with us. We can talk about League Cup, FA Cup games, but we don't go far in these competitions. He needs to go out and play. Hopefully, hopefully there's a premiership club. There should be a premiership club out there that will give him a chance um, because he can play for me um, at premiership level. In a midfield three, I like him. He reminds me of a very young Jack Wilkshire when he came through Arsenal in a midfield three. Um, When Jack Wilkshire came through, he was brilliant, technically brilliant. Um, Had that sort of pace with the ball. Without the ball, he wasn't as quick. Harvey Elliott, Reminds me a little bit of Jack Wilkshire. And I think the more game time he plays, um, whether it's on loan, I think he'll improve. But they need to make a decision in the sort of year and the next year and a half, two years, whether we're either going to transition him into a midfield three or a forward three. 
Some say he doesn't have the pace to play in a forward three, but he's very deceptively quick with the ball. Uh, something to highlight. Yeah, I this think is in what, a, yeah. This is what Ramiz says. Ramiz, says, Ramiz Khalil says, but his style of play is quite different from our forwards. He drops deep to pick up the ball rather than make runs, and he's more of a creator than a finisher. And I think it's obvious, Kieran, to see that the coaches have picked up on that. They've kind of seen it, and they've not, as I said, they've not even, I don't think he's, Someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he's played a minute in the front three this preseason. I know it's early and there's still two, three games to go. But is it a case of the coaches have, have seen, recognised that talent is maybe possibly using him more in terms of uh, getting the ball and his and using his passing and intelligence range? Yeah, uh, Abby's touched on it. A massive part of his development last year was Tony Mowbray. And how he protected him all through the year. He played him in the front three sometimes, took him out of the firing line, started on the bench. Yeah. And then what what he ended up doing towards the end of the season was playing him in the midfield three behind Ben Barrington. Did he uh, really? Adam I wasn't aware of that. Is that what he was doing? Stuart Downing. And yeah, it it was turning into a hybrid of somewhere between a, an eight and a false nine. So almost the old Burkham 10. And he looks to play the through balls particularly. And if you can feed the front three. And I, I see Elliot more as the evolution of Liverpool as they turn into the 4 3 one from the 4 3 And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in that 10, probably the end of next season. Yeah, now look, and people always sort of take what I say to the opposite extremes, like, you know, like, oh, Chris doesn't rate Grealish or he thinks he's crap. I've never once said that. I actually, like Ramiz has sort of summed up what I think. I just don't think he's got the attributes that Klopp looks for in a front three, and that's just my opinion. Um, but look, I wish the guy, the kid, I wish the kid every success. He looks like a... A lovely, lovely kid, and even are you still? Are you still adamant that he doesn't make it at Liverpool? As a forward, I, I, I said at the time. No, that's not the question, though. No, now, no, now you're asking me the question. Yeah, different question now, isn't it? I said as a forward because we were in our head. It was implanted that you know he could be used as a Shakiri, as an understudy to Salah. I said no chance, no way. Um, in this position, I wouldn't rule it out. In future. As a midfield creator, Jack Wilshire type, you know, collecting the ball, I've seen stuff in preseason that gives me hope. I still wouldn't bank on it. I would still wouldn't say he's a dead cert um, to have a successful career at Liverpool, but he will definitely be a successful footballer. He's, he's, he's got immense talent. And as we, and as we've talked before, look, Jurgen Klopp's there until twenty twenty four. How old will 21. young Elliot be? Twenty one. He'll be twenty one. <laughs> So think about that. When Stevie G takes over, Elliot will be 21. So Stevie G might have a total different outlook to Klopp and how he wants to play, possibly, maybe. But So just, just to ask you both this question, Kieran, I'll come to you. Next season, you see him at Liverpool or on loan? It'll be around the Liverpool squad, in my eyes. I can't see him going out on loan. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know what these are. I think he's going to go out on loan, I think. I think near the end of the week, final week of the transfer window, um, I, I still think he's going to be sent out on loan. But that's not that's not any information in, info based. Uh, that's just in my 
a humble opinion. I hope I'm, it doesn't matter if I'm right or wrong. Whatever the best for the team is will happen. Um, Ali A says Gris Grealish, what's happened? Apart from we know he's injured, um, he's been um, sort of announced, and it's also been breaking news that um, he's receiving 380 grand a week. Uh, two, 250 a week. Where are you getting these figures from? Um, it's all over, plastered over over Twitter right now, man. 369. 369, yeah. Pounds. Yeah. Fair play to the fella. Fair play, fair play to the fella. Um, so, yeah, look, we had to mention Grealish because that's a major signing. Um, 100 million to Man City. Fair play to him. So, I think that's what probably the guys are talking about, 360 week. Yeah, Nick Harris, they're saying, a lot of people are saying Nick Harris is all with bonuses. But, look, so the first team, the first half was 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 good. I thought it was very good. Oh, the second half, naturally, of course, when you bring on players that uh, haven't played as much football in recent times, mixture of youngsters, mixture of players that are sort of on the periphery of the team. Um, Kieran, who impressed you in the second half? Uh, Simakas and Taki link up down that left-hand side was amazing. You mean the second game, Grizz? Second game, right? Yeah, second yeah. half, second game. Confusing me here. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. that's your problem, isn't it? Easily confused. It's like, Karen knew what, what we're talking about. First time, yes. first time on the show and you knew exactly what I was talking about. You've been with me for every single minute of every single show and you still don't know what the fuck I'm on about. Like, come on. Sorry, Kieran. Simakas and Taki. I mean, Minamino's playing for a move, isn't he? It's is clear to see, but... My bad, uh, sorry. The, the thing with Simicas is we're, we're starting to see the profile that Liverpool were looking for, and it's yeah. a Mulder Robbo. That's how we were able to move from Lewis to Simicas so quickly. And the bloke was affected with COVID last year. And not only that, without a base foundation at centre back, how can you afford to rotate your full backs? Like you said earlier, they, they were two of the four. Champions League, Premier League winning defence. And then you stick in any old two, in honesty. It's a blaster each time. So you can't afford to bring him in. And then when we go on the run January to February, lose six at home on the trot, there's no way the, the lads play in a minute or a game before the end of the season when it's an uphill battle for top four. But yeah, he's, he's probably been the best player, to be honest, in pre-season. So sharp and fearless. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't disagree. You've taken um you've taken my call. I was gonna that was gonna be my hot take of the night. Like I think Simicas has been but you being a real football man, I knew you'd I knew you'd think the same. I think Simicas has been brilliant. I think he's been brilliant in the preseason and he's shown a different hunger and desire. The energy levels, Avi. I know you're dying to buy, and I'll ask your opinion. What do you What do you think? Who's been impressed? Who's impressed you in the second game? I think he's embraced the squad this summer as well, um, Simakas. I think he's settled. You can see on the Insta stories. I know you're not on Instagram, Grizz. You're too um, You're too old for that kind of social media sort of that. But um, even on like uh, Instagram, you've seen the stories with him and Salah playing table tennis, ping pong. Um, he seems a very, very popular figure. He's so, taken, he's taken Lovren's place, hasn't he, as yeah. Salah's bestie. He's taken D- Diggs's, um position as um, 
Salah's best mate. But Salah's no, he, jump, 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 we call it in our language. Jump, 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 spoon. But yeah. um, no, he's he he um he looks fresh, he looks fit. Um, and yeah, no, he's been our best player. I would, I would agree with Kieran. Tacky, um, go on. Talk to me about Tacky. We've got, a, we've, know, got a, we've got we've got a super chat. We've got a super chat before that, but I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll talk about Tacky. I'll, I'll, I'll come to the super chat. You don't worry. Okay. I've got Look, we need to get rid of Shaq Rigi before we sort of entertain offers or a loan offer for Tacky. I think Tacky picks up very good positions. Um, very similar to Hot Take, but Lewis Garcia when he used to take very good positions up and score goals. Um, I, I feel the same about Tacky. There's positions where he takes up and he scores goals. Hertha Berlin, he was at the right place at the right time. Today, um, I thought it was offside when he scored, but it wasn't. Um, takes his goal very well. He can be a very useful player. I would keep him before Origi and Shaq. They need to go first. And then, yeah, if we if we get the right forward in, if uh, Klopp thinks he can go with five forwards, which obviously are the original three, Jota, and then another forward, and then entertain officer for Taki, I'm fine with. But Taki, he's, he's looking sharp. People say he's light. Yeah, I get that, but... He's a busy player. If we play him in the right system, um, I don't want to see him on the left or the right. Either play him in a ten or a nine. I think he can. He he can do more than a job. He definitely offers more than what we get from Shaq and Origi. Origi was laboured, pile of shite today. Misses his penalty. Um, you know, and he's not going to get any offers anytime soon. We ain't. We just ain't. I'd rather just. If I was the board, I would rather sign off his contract and let him go. Literally, let him go. Well, I'll have some news for you near the end with regards to what you just said there. But we'll read out the super chat from Michael Lee. It says, thank you, Michael. Uh, it says, if we're going to play four two three one, which was Klopp's go-to at Dortmund where he had Lewandowski, we're going to need a proper number nine. Um, Kieran, Taki's not a proper number nine. So that's that. Bobby's not a proper number nine. That's that. So I want to ask you two two-part question. If um, If it was you that's in charge of all these kind of decisions. And I know you like trusting the people that are in charge, but you're on carnage. So I want your opinion. A, what do you do with Tacky? Do you sell him? Do you keep him? Whatever, whatever. And B, if we are to find a forward, would you prefer an, a, a wide attacking type fluid ones that we've got currently? Or do you go for target man so to speak like a Lewandowski be wise with your words Kieran when it comes to Minamino be very wise he's always wise everything he says is with pure wisdom I can read through it go on sorry I um, totally agreed with Avi if you've got an order of Shakarigi and Minamino Minamino is fair to go but unfortunately he's the one that holds that value elsewhere be it alone to buy or uh, Southampton use a bit of that Danny Ings money. I mean, Houston Hartle, he, he didn't like the way that Tacky trained. He, he was very vocal on that, but he put him around that team. Uh, and it seems to be whether he trains as well as he plays. So, Minamino, unless you get rid of Shaq and Origi first and then Minamino and get rid of three players... I'd sell him, but if those first two don't go, uh, I look to loan them out or do something with them rather than Minamino. Uh, in regards to your second question, uh, I've gone over it in my head a million and one times. I, I can confess I've never seen Vlajevic play. 
So uh, I'm not going to sit here and air any graces say that I have. I've been vocal that I've never seen him. And theoretically, a target man number nine should work. But really, is the formula broken of those versatile three? Yeah, it was slightly different last season, and we end up in January having 121 shots with only seven on target. Uh. But our system of play changed totally. The second guy, Mez and Van Dyke, were injured. Robbo and Trent were playing 20 yards deeper. Trent had COVID. There, there weren't that natural back to front at speed. The Arteta, Van Dyke theory, he can turn defense into attack just like that. That's um, that's like but giving someone a gun with no bullets. That literally, that there was nothing to do. So, I, I can't name a target that I, I'd be happy with, to be honest. It, because I, I don't know whether I want to target number nine or a versatile across the front three. Mm. So. Liam, Liam, Liam Kenny says, um, thank you for the super chat, Liam. He says, just want a window of Kanate, Saul and Martinez. Which one Latour, is he? Latour Martinez. I beg your pardon. He's course. put the L in there. It should give it be a big giveaway. And I, I think I've got a crack in my screen where that L is. I thought it was a crack in the screen. Sorry. My bad. And I'm tired as well. You know, I've had a long day. Stop bullying me, Evie. But yeah, that would be a. I think that would be a wonderful, wonderful window. Obviously, I've heard about the Saul interest. I know we're still in for him. That's not dead deal. Lotoro Martinez. I haven't heard anything, but again, I absolutely agree that if he's available on the market. But the problem with Martinez, Lotoro Martinez, will be the 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 imminent Lukaku to Chelsea. I just can't see Inter Milan More selling interest. both. Both Lotoro, it was initially thought that Lotoro Martinez would be the one that would be released and let go. But it seems Chelsea are a bit jealous of Man City breaking the transfer record uh, for a British player. But I know he's not British, but I think they want to they want to make a statement, and I think they're imminent. Uh, there's an imminent sort of signing in, in, in Lukaku, which will probably, you never know, because like we've discussed the Spanish club's demises, the Italian league might be, you know, in, in a state as well. I believe a lot of teams are in a state in Italy, but it's very difficult to see uh, if that's the case. Um, El Drago 11, thank you again for the super chat. He says, who is going to be Trent backup? I don't believe that Bradley is real. If he's that good, he will still be with the team today. Nico and Woodburn played there. Makes a good point, man. You can't get away from it, Avi. These are the hard questions that we need to look at. We've, we've discussed the strength in the, in the, in the rest of the areas of the squad. Um, as long as they stay fit, um, and we've got to be positive and hope that they will stay fit. We can't go into a season thinking, "Are oh, they going to break down? They're going to break down." I mean, it doesn't it doesn't help anyone's sort of s- mental state to think negatively. But answer this question because this is a tough one. I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know myself what we do with this one. I think the sheer volume that Trent's played in the last what four years, right? That you might feel that an injury is coming sooner or later. Not a long one, and you hope it's not a long one, but maybe a few tweaks in the hamstring and whatnot. I know last season from the Man City game, he broke down at Etihad, and he was missing for a month. So we do need to 
maybe be careful with his time. Obviously, I can't see him starting in the FA Cup or League Cup games, but that's FA Cup's down the line anyway. Um, Connor Bradley, 17. You can't expect him to come in and, you know, be a backup to Trent. Not yet. You know, let him play under 19s football and 23s at reserve level. You know, that's too much expectation. Nico Woodburn was, um, I believe Woodburn was tried out there today. He did a little stint at um, right back as well. So, and he meets the homegrown quota as well. So if Nico goes, um, I can't imagine Woodburn going uh, at right back. I think everyone knows my thoughts on a right back and I wouldn't be surprised one bit. As mad as it sounds, I, I got a feeling that Klopp might try Ox out there. He's trying him everywhere else. You know, he's, he's trying him in all sorts of positions uh, currently. So I can see maybe Ox be given a go at right back, but I don't think it's a position that we're going to actively pursue and um, go and purchase a right back this summer anyway. Kieran, concerns about the right back situation, if that was the case? Absolutely none at all. Uh, I look at it slightly different, uh, Avi. Uh, I think Trent needs to play football to stay fit. I think it's when he has breaks, that's when he looks more prone. And for for me, there's a core of the team, not not the squad, the team, where if the players are fit, you don't change them. It's going back to the Reina Carragher, Alonso, Mascarano, Gerard Torres. For me, you've got Alisson, Trent, Robbo, VVD, uh, Salah, and Fabinho. That, that's the core of my team every single game. And you'll probably try and find five games in the season, probably when they're nearer rest, uh, January or whatever. There, there's a bit of a break this year in comparison to next year when Kassar obviously comes into play. But yeah you're looking at someone who's potentially playing five games. So if they say Gomez and Bradley is backups there in the cup games, yeah, no issue with that at all. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, my man from Norway, Moti Tariq, sends in a super chat towards Siena. Thank you very much. Really appreciate that. Bonus question to Grizz as always. Would you rather talk like Gollum or breathe like Darth Vader? Girl, you know, I'm going to need Avi's help here because... Um, Look, I'm a guy who owns up and I don't know who Gollum is. Look. David Moyes, basically. That's right. what they who, refer to as Gollum. Who's they Gollum? Who's Gollum, Gollum He's a character. In where? What? Come on. I'm, give me, e. come isn't me, it E.T.? E. Yeah, I, I don't know myself. Is it E.T.? No, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, that's it. Lord of the Rings. I've never, e. um, watched, <laughs> I've never, I've never watched Lord of the Rings. Or breathe. I know Darth Vader. Darth Vader's from uh, Star Trek, isn't he? E.T. Oh, oh, like a character yeah. in E.T. Kieran, E.T. came out when I was a kid, and that's like... What, 1984 oh, that came out, roughly? I'm, so, I'm more of a Michael J. Fox Teen Wolf. Remember the basketball uh, film? I used to watch that all as a kid but, growing up. Tried in the see, Chocolate Factory. But this is my point. If you don't know something, why did you try to know it? And say, yeah, from E.T. Well, so it says bonus question, so I assumed it was a quiz because it says bonus question. <laughs> Oh, I thought we were taking time. So yeah, I think. Go. Look, I think. I think. I've um, after listening to Kieran Thorne speak today, I think I'd love to speak like Darth Vader. So hopefully <laughs> that answers your question. But yeah, thanks for that, um, bro. But yeah, look, we were talking about players that impressed us in the second game. We were talking about Harvey Elliott, a youngster, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
I'm going to say it again, Avi. Cage Gordon. Cade Gordon, Cade Gordon. You I've know named, what? I've called him Cage Gordon from the start and I'm not changing. I got Cage abs- Gordon, Cage Gordon, I'm loving him. Yeah. And the fact that he's been kept behind, lads, right? Massive. It's huge, especially with the players coming back and everything. You know, I think this guy, this is my hot take and big call of the day. No, I think this guy will have a better career at LFC than Harvey Elliott. Make a note of that. Remember the date, the time, the show, carnage, what day it was, everything. This guy is reaching the top. I'm telling you, this guy, I, th- I love him. I love him. His touch, his awareness, his cockiness. Did you see that guy in that in that corner where that big fullback, was it a centre-back, came out to him in the wing and sort of bullying him all over him, pressurising him, and then he just, he, he, he kind of fell, and then he got up again and they just, Rolled him round and got the free kick. I thought that was brilliant. He's not intimidated by these these some of these challenges that are going in. The physical side, of course, of course, he'll improve. But I don't know if you agree with my my hot take of the day, Kieran, or do you disagree? But what do you think? Abby, go first, mate. No, you can take the floor with this one because you gave me shit last week on WhatsApp for not mentioning you. Because <laughs> um, I just want to put it out there, and I'm only going to put it out there once. Kieran Thorne told us about Cade Gordon very uh, uh, late last year um, that a deal with Liverpool was done from Derby County and he's been raving about Cade Gordon on WhatsApp and believes he is. Um, we got a word that goes around that he is the truth. For me, yeah, brilliant. I just think that we just need to nurture yeah, our youngsters, which we do really well, the likes of Balagizi, Musilowski's, Cade Gordon. But I'm going to let Kieran take this because I know he just wants to um, wax lyrical of uh, young Gordon. We don't we don't like to look at sizes of players. He's very slight at the moment. But it, if he builds into a 5'11", 6-foot frame, he's an absolute carbon copy of Marcus Rashford. Absolute carbon copy. Direct. But a left, left-sided, though. Left-footed, sorry. Well, he's left-footed. Yeah, yeah. So, so Rashford does the right-footed from the left. Yeah. Gordon does the left-foot from the right. And he's just so direct and, as you say, very fearless. And he stood out at Derby. I've watched a lot of Derby sort of youth level for a lot of years because of vested interests. But, yeah, this boy, Rooney, it's turned, I think he was 16 years old in 45 days when he made his first team debut for Derby. And you got Wayne Rooney putting you in that position. A uh, lad who who made his debut at 16 years old and went on to have that sort of career, and for for me, the world's at his feet. I think he'd be an unbelievable player. Fair enough, fair enough. We want to keep an eye on. It's good I got them there early then with my shout. Otherwise, people would have said I'm copying Kieran. But um, Vasu sends us another super chat. Uh, with the Messi news, could we sell? Could we see PSG force to sell Mbappe this summer to finance Messi? Probably till LFC question mark. I've spoken all summer about our interest, our want, our need for Mbappe. Um, does this help? Does this make any difference to the situation? I'm guessing it makes some difference to the situation of Mbappe and PSG's thinking. But you could think PSG might want to 
pair these guys up. Neymar. Because Neymar, Mbappe and Messi is is is, is quite uh it's quite a sight for sore eyes. Um what do you think, Avi? It's obviously everyone said in the comments, sorry I haven't brought up a comment, but it's breaking already that Messi is in talks with PSG. That didn't take long. Um what do you think, Avi? What do you think happens there? Look, I think PSG are desperate for that European Cup. I think they want to win it before City do because of the Qatari and um, the owners and whatnot. I think there's a race on to win the Champions League and whoever wins it yeah. first. Um, I think they all want to pair him up. Whether Even if Mbappe stays another year before he goes in a free, I think that they won't have a rush to sell him. Um, Mbappe, Neymar and um, Messi. That is some trio. That is some trio going to next season. And then behind them, you've got Verratti, Gini Wijnaldum to do all the dog work for them. So it's uh, it's going to be quite a team. Then you've got Hakimi on the um, wing backs as well, on the right and then the left. So no, I I, I can't see it, them forcing to sell Mbappe. They don't need to sell. They're uh, extremely, extremely rich um, on par with City. So I don't think that forces anything. I think, I think, I think Mbappe. I yeah, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. But I think if you're Mbappe and one of the reasons you cited wanting to leave PSG is you don't believe in the project anymore or you don't think that they've got a chance to win the big honours, i.e. the Champions League, and you want to move a fresh start. Well, if the board throw the players they've, they've thrown at you, i.e. Ramos, Wijnaldum, who else? Hakimi. Um, Hakimi. And now they're saying, yeah, have a bit of Lionel Messi as Donnarumma. well. Donnarumma. Donnarumma on the free too. Donnarumma. Um, I think Mbappe thinks about that and says, okay, well, you know, what what excuse or what, what reason do I give to leaving this this outfit now? Because look, let's be honest, if, if Messi happens and we know it will end up at PSG, where does this rank as as, as a strike force in, in 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 world football history? You got Messi, Neymar, Mbappe, Di Maria, Icardi. I mean that is Moiskin. Moiskin too. Grizzly. He done well oh, last season. To, you had to. You had to fucking well. spoil he's it. Done, he's done well last season. Moiskin. You know his goal scoring record. He's, he's scored quite a few goals. He's done. Kieran, brilliant. back me up here. What was his goal scoring record at PSG last season? So, so, so Kieran, this is a tactic of his. When he knows that he's done a fucking howler, he's, his speed of, of talk. And interrupting goes overload. Like I've just named you, right? I've just named you five of the most brilliant forwards, right, in recent European history, and he's added Moise Keane to that. Kieran, I, 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 I give up, man. I don't want to bully him. But what do you think about that strike force that I mentioned before, Moise Keane? Like yeah, Liverpool. It's fucking frightening. <laughs> Absolutely frightening, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, if it what, what was do you do as a, as a, as, a, as an opponent? What do you do when you're they'll, they'll get rid of Acardi? I tell you why. Just a quick one. They'll get rid of Acardi. You know why? Because we know what's happened with him and Maxi Lopez and his wife nicking her and whatnot. Messi was one of the big players um, in Argentina during uh, Sampioli when he was in charge of the World Cup that didn't want uh, Mario Acardi when he was scoring so many goals at Inter Milan. He's probably so, and he's probably the yeah. least. And he's probably the least wanted there anyway. If they were to get rid of him, it would be Moise Keane first and uh, and Icardi. So I don't think that would change much. Could Pogba um, go there, Chris? Pogba as well to PSG? I wouldn't put it past PSG. I wouldn't put it past PSG. I think, 
I think there's amazing things still to happen in this transfer window. I think there's absolute carnage, pardon the pun, <laughs> or, or use it, you know. Uh, it's going to be mental last couple of weeks. And people are obviously asking, are we going to be part of it? That's that's the, you know, that's the big, big question. And we undoubtedly are. There's no point in me sitting here saying the same thing, same thing. But I'll say it one more time that if we haven't added to the window, to the squad, sorry, by the end of the window, I'll be very, very, very shocked and disappointed. And I will, I will from from any platform that I've been blessed with, say that FSG have done the wrong thing, in my opinion. But until then, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Tune into Sky Sports. Every time there's a major mad signing, enjoy it. It's what football's about. Look, throughout history of football, clubs have made major signings. There's been blockbuster signings throughout the history. Football doesn't stop. You don't stop competing. Liverpool won't stop competing. We won't down tools just because Grealish has gone to City or anything. Oh, I think, fuck it. They've got Sancho over around. Oh, fuck it. I'm telling you, we're going to be fucking charged up this season. It's going to be mental. Um, Mbappe won't leave PSG this season. Messi incoming. Yeah, well, let's see what happens exactly. Uh, Paul Young says Moise Keane is still at Everton. So he's he's, he's on loan. He was on loan. He got seventeen and forty-one games. Was just an FYI. Not bad. Not a bad goal scoring record at France. Yeah, not bad at France. That's the key bit you said at the end. Uh, Michael Lee with another super chat here I says we signed Thank up with you. Nike and people thought we would get a Nike signing. Can they realistically help fund the Mbappe move? Shirt sales will pay for him. Look, we've covered this topic, but appreciate the 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 question. Um, we can, we can, but the player has to want to join us as well. Look, we know his desire is Madrid, his childhood club, sweetheart, call it what you want. Always been obsessed with Madrid, but we want him and we are trying to get him. Um, but obviously, like, you know, now it changes the... I don't know how it's going to affect Messi going there. I don't know how it's going to affect Mbappe, but it's exciting. Something to look forward to. Um, Divokarigi. Divokarigi misses a penalty, Kieran. Um Please don't tell me you're one of these. Uh, well, even if you are, tell me, tell me, just tell me. Are you one of these guys that have had enough of Rigi or are you still in the boat of, look, he scored important goals for us, um, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, Takeout is three goals against Everton. Is two goals against Barcelona. What has he done in his Liverpool career? He scored against, it, Dortmund, in the, scored against Dortmund in the comeback. Yeah, 4-3. Dexy got the winner, but look at the... Backlash that he got over the course of his Liverpool career. Origi forgets how privileged he is to be a professional footballer at Liverpool Football Club. He's he's gotten a piss poor attitude. Let's put it as simple as that. He's got no interest in playing for the club. He's happy to see out his contract. He's by all means rejecting moves left, right and centre. He's got no ambition, which tells me his personality as a person. Uh, yeah, he's come up with the scholarship scheme uh, uh Liverpool University. Fair play, but other than that, yeah, I, I ain't got the time of day. I hate to say that about a Liverpool football player. Just, as long as they got the live bird on their shirt. Where's well, with Kieran Thorne saying that about a player, you can, that, you know, that's I'm telling you, because Kieran Thorne's a, a massive believer in supporting 
you know, every each each and every player. But I, I know where that frustration comes from. Just a quick one before I give my thoughts on Origi. Sajid Iqbal, I think, joined us late. Um, I think he's missed out on our Cage Gordon chat. Um, we love him. I've said, I think, in my opinion, he has a better Liverpool career than Harvey Elliott. So that's my hot take for the night. Just a quick one, Avi, before you just do it, just a quick one on me. Um, Origi, um, I believe... I believe Southampton and Wolves have made cash offers for him. Very low ones, um, but they've made something between eight and ten million, I believe, cash offers for Origi, with with only like two three million up front as well. We're in a sticky situation with obviously a homegrown coach and everything. Spurs have inquired as well about him, but no offer made. Um, on top of what Kieran says, what do we do? Because what do we do? Do we take the eight million and two million up front? And because because clubs aren't convinced of him, so they're making these down payments, low down payments, and the rest based on sort of you know whatever, whatever. I think clubs aren't even convinced of paying him more than forty k a week, and he's on sixty, isn't he? So there's a lot of um, the new word that's going around right now: obstacles uh, to offload Divock. Um Look, this player has gone on loan to Wolfsburg. You know, they didn't fancy him. Um, he's come back. He's sort of rejuvenated his career from that 18-19 season. Scored some vital goals. Look, I'm like Kieran. I hate um, throwing flack on play- players. I don't like to be negative. I am very supportive of them. And I'll still support him. But look, there has to be some kind of... You, you have to weigh it up. As a player, you must be thinking, look, the club don't want me. Um and that's where your ambitions lie. He's still 25. You can go out somewhere in maybe the French League or the German League or even in England and score goals and get into that Belgium sort of setup. You know, he still can. Um, you know, he's a he's a player that relies a lot on momentum and confidence. But um, unfortunately, he won't get at Liverpool because he won't get the game time at Liverpool. So, Grizz, yeah, if it's 8, 10 million, I would really take it. And if the offers are 3 million up top, uh, up front, and then the rest in installments, just accept it because we are going to have to cut our ties. I think he was brought in for what, 10 million was it on the back end of the 2014 World Cup um, and spent on loan at Lille. He didn't even really do anything for me at Lille at that, uh, the original um, sort of loan for one year. Comes into Klopp, has a little bit of a good stint. That Everton injury, I'll give it, I'll give him that much. That Everton injury from Funes Mori, the bastard, that did him, you know, that, that really, I think, affected him. And then he just never got going after that. So, um, yeah, look, if we get a good offer, the player needs to weigh it up and say, look, either he gets to play 10 games for Liverpool next season as a sub, comes on for a few minutes, or go and play football. Just go and play football. And look, you're 25. Your best years are, you know, are supposedly yet to come. You know, you've not even hit your peak. So go out, or go out, get a permanent move, and good luck to you. You know, you've, you will get, you've got that status. You know, you've played a big part in our sort of success in terms of the European Cup final, the Barca game. You know, you'll always be remembered um, in a positive light. Yeah, I mean, this is it, that, that positive light. You don't want to ruin the legacy. You don't want to ruin your legacy by by staying when it's, it's it's fairly obvious the club don't believe in you, the coach. He, he wasn't even, lads, he didn't even start the second 11. So that's how many forwards ahead of him, right? He didn't even start that second 11 game. He came on. So it just shows you where he is in the pecking order. And as you said, look, you're ruining your legacy, Div. Like, you know, you've mentioned some of the big games he scored in and, and whatnot. So look, and Dicko says Southampton need forward. They're one of the they're, they're, they've made a bid for him. It's a low one. I don't know where we are with it, but they've 
but I know they've made a bid for 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 him. Uh, Liam Kenny's got a super chat. For Another one. Us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. He says. Thank you for the memories of Rigi, but it's time to move on. He's not challenging the front three, so we need a player who will challenge alongside Jota. And that's it. This is the crucial. This is a crucial thing. We need someone who's going to actually be an able deputy. We've had Origi and Shakiri in the last couple of seasons. It's just not good enough. Jota showed that what can be done and and how it improved Bobby's performance. Do you remember, guys, when when Jota came in, Bobby's game picked up automatically and this is the kind of forward signing that we're linked with people were saying um inter have had a 50 million euros uh bid rejected for for vlavic which indicates um which indicates inter milan's uh sale of lukaku so you can see something happen there i know we made an inquiry of with with fiorentina um about uh, Dujan Vlaovic and they they were they were actually interested in a player plus cash deal. I didn't get quite the player that they were asking for. Um, Chris, is there any rumours to sorry to interrupt? Is there rumours to oh, what his name? I think it's Arnaut Jumanji or something from. We're going to come to it. So first, we're going to go to a. We're going to come to it. Avi, just chill in it, bro. Like Slim Reaper says, hey, Grizz, mate, big up, bro. Anything to this rumour about Watkins from my club, Villa? I haven't heard anything, mate. Um, Villa in a very strong position, mate. Uh, Avi, anything you told me, like very wealthy owners, right? So they've got, you know, they're, they're one of the, they're, they're, they're looking to they get to the big so. six. Yeah, yeah, they're looking to get big six. So I haven't heard anything. Uh, I get the fact that he's English and he's, he's very handy. He's very good. He's very pacey, he's direct. Um, you could see him being sort of a clock type player, young, and mould him into a uh, a player of his, of, of someone he likes. I haven't heard anything. I think Villa would ask for what do you think, lads? Fifty, sixty million minimum for him. I think probably. Yeah, twenty-eight rising to thirty-three that they bought him for. So yeah, yeah a solid that. season. Yeah, they'd want double that. So you know. They've surprised us before. I think uh, this is the player that you was mentioning, Danjuma. Uh, oh, Danjuma, sorry. Okay, yeah. Danjuma, they've... Um, uh, and Takibo's already said no to him. So Kieran, if, Kieran's if, mate, by the way. Kieran's mate, to be if, Okay, shout out to uh, Takibo. Uh, if he says no to Danjuma, so do I. I think so do Liverpool. Um, so... I think we're going to look to wrap it up there, guys. We've gone, we've gone over the hour, but you know, when we start chatting, it's like, you know, what's, an, what's, a, what's 10 minutes over the hour. Um, I think, um, I think that's all. If there's anything else, Avi, that you've remembered or I haven't mentioned. No, um, just, uh, I, I, we, we're closing out the show now. So I just want to put out a message. Um, Michael Ballack, um, obviously a very popular, a world-class player for Germany. His son passed away. So prayers and thoughts um, tragically uh, died in a uh, accident. So, um, yeah, prayers and thoughts for Michael Ballack. Shocking. Yeah, um, 18 years old. So prayers and thoughts. And great to have Kieran on. Superb. Um, very close with Kieran. Great. Um, great guy. And tomorrow we have a show. Is this where I can plug it a little bit, Grizz? You Even, can plug what yeah, you want, pal. Tomorrow we've got... I was going to plug anyway. You think I'm not that loyal oh, to you? Sorry, you really sorry. think that I wasn't <laughs> going to plug your show? Son. I know you would. I know you would. Come this on. is Sports Unplugged tomorrow. Um, guys, I just uh, appreciate the sport and love tomorrow if you guys can come on. Um, we will be covering uh, Transfer Talk. Uh, brand new uh, co-host as well with me, Connor. 
So yeah, we'll be going live same time, 10 p.m. Um, and we'll cover a bit of the Olympics, the Olympic soccer final, um, the general sort of sports uh, headlines of the week. Um, but yeah, thank you. And uh, that's pretty much it, Chris, for me. No problem. I'll let you start closing the show because I know there's a few bits and bobs involved in closing the show and I always leave it to you. So while I say thanks to Kieran, Kieran, I hope you've enjoyed it. I do believe it's your debut at least, no, First. I know it's, I know it's, I know it's your debut on my show, but I think you've made an appearance on the LFC Day Trippers before. Yeah, I made one a few years back, but yeah, it, it's great to see it from a side and we built up a community over the years. So yeah, it is. Absolutely. Now we will, we'll 100% try to get you on uh, again at some point. So and go on, Avi. Just, just, just a quick one. Just yeah. uh, the final notes of the night. Um, Sienna, uh, guys um, and people, uh, we've hit the 60K mark. Uh, there is a little bit of a deadline now, uh, November. So let's try and get the little girl over to America. St. Louis, I believe, is where the treatment is going to be sort of um, taking place. So let's get the little girl over to America and let's um, all... Uh, do what we can, uh, spread the word, lmcdt.com uh, forward slash Sienna, um, and let's get her the funds that she needs to um, come to America in November. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and that's about it, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. Please don't forget to like on your way out, even if you don't like me. You know, you've got to like Kieran and Avi. So like the stream on your way out, and thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Carnage. Until next week, over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.